Hey guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, one of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing all your garage doors and overhead doors. They can be reached. They got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. And number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at precisiongarage-door.com. That's precisiongarage-door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of precision door service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks. Come on in. We're saving you a seat at the table. That's awesome. Hey, guys, listen, uh, you are checking out a 316 podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to join us. My name is Clayton. I'm from 316 Creative Works. We always, always, always want to thank our production crew on the front end. So uh, absolutely we want to thank our house manager, Danielle. Uh, our t- I saw my audience with me. Uh, we have our tech uh, producer, who is Justin. And, of course, our creative producer, who is Esther. Yay! Hey, listen, very special thing today. Today, I've... Uh, today's kind of a crossover episode, which is kind of fun to, uh, to do. But on uh, 316 Podcast today, we are saving you a seat at the table. But with me today, I have two hot blondes. Two, oh, what that's is it? so nice. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Thank you so much. No, what, I'm blushing here. That's the wrong title. What start over. Start over. No, it's two... It's two it's two blondes, right? Two, two dumb, dumb blondes. blondes. Okay. Two dumb blondes. So from their very own podcast, so so today we're recording live from the Farmhouse Studios. Uh, we have two dumb blondes, a seat at the table under a 316 podcast. Guys, I'm so excited that you could join us today. Thanks for checking us out. So we're saving you a seat at the table because there's, there's an interesting thing that has come up, right, mm-hmm. that has really um, piqued my interest over the last couple of months. Uh, certainly, uh, it, it's been a move in the political arena, though we don't do politics in this studio. Uh, but it, but certainly is also on the radar uh, of the churched world, not just the church in America, but in the churched world. So, guys, go ahead and tell us what we're we're talking about today. So we are talking about the topic of revival mm-hmm. within the church, but around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so, is, what does that mean? So like if I'm not a church guy, what, is, what does revival mean? <laughs> um, revival, I think there's a couple different ways that people could interpret revival. But I think revival is when there is a change and it is a um, powerful movement that happens with people where there's just a change 
of heart, change of mind, and passion, and it spreads really quick. So that's the, Josie. That, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, the, the two dumb blondes. Yeah, we have names. <laughs> <laughs> not just dumb blondes. We're, we're more than just dumb blondes. Yeah, uh, Thank you. <laughs> Talking about revival. <laughs> we have we have uh, Katie. Hello. Uh, yes. We, we just know her as Katie. Yeah. No, no last name. And there, there's also Josie. So there's Katie and Josie. Last name uh, dumb blondes. So yeah. from, uh, from their very own podcast, yeah. uh, two dumb blondes. Yes. And today, sit at the table. Under a 316 podcast, we are uh, talking about revival. Now, mm-hmm. revival in the church, in the world, around the country. Yeah, and I think the one thing that I want to add, too, is that with this kind of revival that we're talking about, I want to be specific that it's about God's presence, um, not just, like, the joy revival <laughs> or, like, the peace revival, but specifically with uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Right, right. I mean... You have like the physical revivals, like the tent revivals that people come to and they dance and sing and speak in tongues. It's not necessarily what we're talking about, um, but like when you think of revival, you know, like something dead comes to life and mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. That's that's the Holy Spirit coming to life, back to life within the church. Mm-hmm. So you guys go to church. Uh, church, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to call it loosely, but church is a gathering of believers, the body of Christ, and they meet weekly mm-hmm in a church building, Mm -hmm. right? And you guys go to a traditional type of worship, uh, which just means it's it's a building, uh, it has a pastor, it has a few pastors, and you both are worship leaders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So does does any of that influence your desire for revival? Mm. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) That's our driving driving desire is to have revival, especially as worship leaders. It's really hard to get up there on Sunday and – sing and pour our hearts out to a dead congregation you know it's it's hard you feel it you feel the days when people just don't want to be there um so our desire is truly to just start a revival firstly in ourselves and then spread it to the church and have never have weekends where you just feel like people are dead inside right and and you know i so for me, my background with singing, I w- wanted to be in musical theater. You and I met through um, acting and not death. musical theater, <laughs> not musical theater, <laughs> but I wanted it to be. I wanted us to do musicals, <laughs> no. but Seven um, Brides for Seven Brothers. <laughs> so I, but I really had a hard time transitioning what performance looked like and then what worship really looked like. And our prayer is truly that when we're worshiping and that when we're, we're up there leading, that it's not us that's changing it. It's not our voice, but it's the presence of the Holy Spirit that just moves people. Mm. You know, what brings people forward at an altar, altar call, what help, you know, has them lift their hands and not care if someone's going to look okay, at so, them. Okay, so it's not a performance. So I'm not Correct. responding to great singing, right. uh, the emotional feels. Correct. I should be responding to what I sense is a call from the Holy Spirit exactly. to come forward. Now, let's couch out here for just a minute. You said it's it's not a performance. Mm-hmm. You've rehearsed. Mm-hmm. You practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you write music. Yes. Uh, when does it when does it go from performance to authentic? I think it's a heart thing. Um, I mean. We rehearse because, I mean, you want to give your excellence to God. You want it to be your best for him. Um, But there is a fine line between wanting to be the best and wanting to do your best. You know, Um, you just really got to check 
the hearts and the minds of the people that you're rehearsing with, that you're playing with, that you're singing with and worshiping with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with what you said. I think, you know, you want to do well in life. You want to you wanna live well. And you, the more comfortable you are, here's, here's what we've experienced. Yes, through practicing. I see where you're going with the, with the performance side of it. But you practice so that when you're on stage, you're not thinking about things. You're not stressing about parts or instruments. Like you can just go up and play. You can go up and sing. And then you can truly just let the Holy Spirit take over and use you. Because if you're so focused on, oh my goodness, what note do I have to sing here? Or what's the next line in the song or the next line that I'm supposed to say in a play? Mm you know, you're not thinking about how is God going to use me in these next moments. Okay, so really very very much like uh, like a like a preacher, right? So a preacher has uh, has gotten concept, has done some research, uh, has taken the time to write, mm-hmm. right? So he's, he's done the tasks of the job, mm-hmm. and then hopefully he's read it once or twice, maybe even rehearsed it, mm-hmm. right? Maybe even stood in front of a mirror and spoke it out loud once. But, but then hopefully he knows it well enough so that he can stand in front of a congregation mm-hmm. and partner with the Holy Spirit exactly. so that he doesn't have to worry about if he was practiced enough. Right. Does he know the words? Does he know what he's going to say? So is it a very similar thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ultimately, the Holy Spirit doesn't need us to do anything. True. Um, but it is that partnership with, with him that... So oftentimes as I do a church drama or I do a, a monologue or a drama in, in the church environment and I, and, I, and I work with a with a cast or crew, I often tell them our worship begins in the rehearsal, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so that the time of the performance, our job is, is already complete. Mm-hmm. So we've memorized, we've rehearsed, we've blocked, uh, we're going through the scene. And so then during the church service as we do a drama, uh, we're really, we're doing our job, we're doing the work. But we've already kind of hit our expression of worship so that by the time I'm on the stage, it is performance. Now, it's different being a worship leader, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sometimes I feel different being on stage. But as, a, as an actor, I've already hit my moments of worship as I've explored and mm-hmm. studied and prayed and have gone through uh, writing something or rehearsing something. Um, those moments are already then hit before I even go on the stage to perform them. So is that similar as worship leaders or, or do you, do you, do you actually stand up there and feel filled with the Holy Spirit? Um, I mean, if I'm honest, not every time do I stand, stand up there and I'm like, oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit's moving. Yeah, because sometimes it, 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 it is just a job, right? Yeah. I mean, and you're still a good worship leader. You're still bringing people into the presence of God and you are still filled with the Holy Spirit. But sometimes you just don't feel the the rawness or the energy yeah. of, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's, yeah, it's not whether, you know, you're doing a good job of ushering. I mean, it's just some days you're not feeling it and some days you are I, I don't know I don't know what the I, I think it comes back to like your personal relationship with Jesus too because so many people think that worship leaders are perfect or that pastors are perfect and that they have everything together yeah, at all times the actors are absolutely perfect well they are the actors are perfect um but no the, people just have that that pers- perception that 
they're perfect. And so we're real and we have moments too, where we're struggling, where we're going through things and, you know, whether it's in our own personal lives, it's hard to sing the words that we're actually singing, say mean the words that we're actually singing, or if it's, you know, we're pouring our all out, but it's a two way street. It's a conversation with the congregation. And if the congregation isn't in it for whatever reason, it's, we can feel that, and so then it affects our connection with the Holy Spirit and what we're supposed to be so doing, why, too. why now? Why all of a sudden? Why <clears throat> is revival such a big deal today? Hmm. I truly think we are nearing the end times. And so I, my, like, my desire is for... As many people as possible to know Jesus. Okay, now hang, hang on. Uh, Josie, how old are you? <laughs> 24. 24. Nine. 29. Um, you really seriously believe that the, the prophetic end of the world is within your lifetime? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. And it, and not maybe even our lifetime, but even if our kids, yeah. you know, and that's still part of, and I don't mean like, like my kids, kids and kids and kids, right. but I mean like my, whether it's us or our next kids, I believe that it could happen. So you seriously believe that biblical prophecy, New, New Testament, biblical prophecy is being fulfilled as, as we speak and has been for the last... 10, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. right? Or, or since, yeah. since the late 40s when, when Israel became a nation again, right? Mm-hmm. So so end times prophecy, as as prophesied in the New Testament, is coming true. It's being fulfilled today. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, so here's, here's, here's the concept. And, and, and you know I didn't want to get into this, but here we go, right? I do believe that as every Old Testament prophecy was fulfilled in the coming of Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ, the Son of the living God. So all New Testament prophecy will be fulfilled Mm -hmm. in his second coming. Mm -hmm. And you guys feel that the world is positioned for that soon. I do, yeah. I do too. I do too. So how then do you live? Yeah, that's that's the convicting part, you know. Well, and we we've been to like recently we were at a conference and like this is like you said a very hot topic right now. Um, but even just with our generation, there are, there are people our age that are just hungry for more and for the realness of God, the real connection with the Holy Spirit, the transformational encounter. Where, you know, so long, you know, like our parents and their parents, it comes down to the, you know, not that that's wrong. And I'm not saying that, but just the, yeah, just the, the, the hymns, the, the different style, you know, sometimes it can be like you read the word of God and you're afraid of it rather than going deeper and asking God to reveal himself more. I think so many people have God like on the shelf, like, Oh, yep, the end of times could happen. And, you know, I go to church and I, I do my list and I'll be okay where people really are like, no, like God's changing lives. He's doing miracles. People are coming to know him across the world. 
in a way that people in America can't even right. fathom. So you said something about in, in a conference. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, you know, I like to be in the know. Okay. And I'm not. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you weren't a, you're not a woman, yeah, and it was a, a women's, women's conference. conference. <laughs> <laughs> you were not invited. No. Next time. First, next first time. First of all, in this in this day and age, who said I wasn't a woman? <laughs> you're right. Uh, it's 2021. Hot bloated, topics. Hot topics. If I'm feeling bloated and sensitive, I identify. Okay. Okay. You do you. But tell me. <laughs> Tell me about uh, this conference. So basically, it was just a conference to empower and equip women to better disciple and give them the confidence to do so. So, um, yeah, we just we learned a lot. But like, I think for both of us, the the topic of revival, like just struck our hearts. Us. Um, yeah. Well, so, and we've been talking about it too. Like what's cool is how God God lines things up. Yeah. We're like even with our church, we've been talking about that topic. We've had conversations with other people. Our small group has had, you know, not necessarily diving into the topic of revival, but things surrounding it and mm-hmm. and with the sermons that we've had and the things that were done at this conference, things that we've talked about in church were talked about yeah. Just and so we it, we got a sense that it it's a feeling across the globe. Right. Not just our small little town. Right. Like people are talking about this stuff all over America and all over the world. Is there anything about the conference that you guys want to talk about? Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. <laughs> Can we talk are we allowed to talk about I know that sounds like a dumb so question. Are there secrets? No, no, <laughs> no. Are you, are you afraid of copyrighted? Yeah. Yes, maybe. Yes, that's more no, of like. Mean, were you sworn into? <laughs> Listen, this podcast is going to go global. Okay, we're going to change <laughs> lives. Well, Michael Todd, know. if you see this, we love you, no. Michael Todd. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and we love your wife too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. The, the thing that that struck us was. An interview of a of a pastor who was born in America, um, who made his way to Iran, um, married an ex radical Muslim. Uh, Iran. Iran. I I R A N. Yes. I, Iran. Iran. I, Iran. Okay. Yes. Please. One um, more one more time, just to make sure it's Iran. <laughs> Iran. <laughs> Iran with an I. Um, married an ex radical Muslim and is part of just the exploding church of Jesus of Nazareth. In Iran, one of the most, you know, um, Muslim Muslim countries, or so we thought. Um, but it turns out mosques are empty. People are just clinging to Jesus. Um, so it, it's so crazy how often in America we're like, oh, we're being persecuted. We can't go to church, but we have to do it online. Whereas these people are being beaten and killed and that's persecution, not well, not online There's church. people that can't even really get, persecuted. and there's people that like even at this conference too. Like, you know, we like the creative element. We yeah. like to see things, you know. And they showed a video of this tribe. I don't remember where it was. I think it was some. I don't know. Um, but this tribe received the Bible in their language, mm-hmm. and just the excitement and the joy of not. I don't think every single person there got a Bible, but they had enough to share mm-hmm. with others and. Just that excitement of having the word of God for them when we can order one on Amazon and yet we let our Bibles sit on the shelf right. and never read it. Right. You know? Yeah, we have it on our phone, millennials, you know, the young age. Yep, oh, we got the Bible app. Okay, but are we really reading it? Right. Yeah. So so because the because the end of the world is nigh, mm-hmm. right? Uh and Jesus and Jesus even said, Hey guys, just 
pay attention to the to the signs, right? Mm-hmm. Pay attention to the times. Be wise in understanding the times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of that, because of your heart of worship, right? Mm-hmm. A heart of like David, yeah. heart after God. Uh, because of those two things, you are actively seeking or praying for revival. Yes. Well, and and the other layer of that, what we're learning through church and how it's all kind of coming together is we're learning the key word here is discipleship, mm-hmm. of making disciples, of being disciples. You know, the people in our life have not equipped us well enough to disciple others well. Right. And so now that's that's what brings all of it together is are we really discipling those around us? Okay, so for our unchurched buddies out there watching this, what does disciple hey. mean? <laughs> How y'all doing? Yeah. Shout out unchurched. Yeah. Hey, come to church. <laughs> uh, um, discipleship. Oh, what you asked a question. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I missed the question. I was too busy goofing. Sorry. sorry. Being fun. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> what was the question? Meanwhile, we're praying for revival and you're having fun. Yeah. There's I no know. fun in revival, people. Oh, come okay. on. Yes, there okay. is. Is there, uh, what does disciple, <laughs> discipleship mean? Ooh. Base, I mean, yeah, in, in my dumb blonde I think definition. I wrote it down. Oh, did you? Okay, no, she know. has an actual dex- dictionary definition. Um, but to me, discipleship is just walking along other people, making sure that they're living in the word, living out what they're learning living out a life like Jesus. So here's the crazy thing, right? I mean, if, if, if you know somebody and you love somebody, uh, you, 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 the most important thing that they say is what they say on their deathbed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the last thing that grandpa said before he died mm-hmm. is the thing that will last with me forever, right? Yeah. But what, how, how much more is it to remember the thing that the guy said who died and then raised, and mm. right before he went to heaven, right? Preach. So I think what he said, I think what Jesus said was, go and make disciples. Correct. Right. Yay. Yep. And so, Sounds familiar. And so we go through all that, and we're thinking, well, is that evangelism? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it is. Nope. I think discipleship, I mean, if I, could, if I could just put it in Clayton's biblical language, I think what Jesus was saying is everybody... Go into your world and make friends with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. giving them credibility to talk about their life with you. Right, and then and then Jesus's last words about that is teaching them to obey. So so the yep. actual the actual thing is go into all go into all the world. Yep, right from here there and everywhere, uh, making disciples, mm-hmm. teaching them to obey my teachings yeah Uh, and you know what's crazy is we're coming up to easter and a lot of us we get we get so easter and christmas is when we invite everybody to church and we're like all right we get our little cards and we're like who can we invite to church when really the reality is is we're called to make disciples if that was what jesus said which it is Mm -hmm. why aren't we doing that on the weekends and and so and so i I don't think i don't think jesus said go and invite people to church i I don't think he said go and invite people to the temple Mm -hmm. i think jesus said go and be friends yes with the world so that they can get to know you and you can teach them what i told them because they're not reading the bible yeah right right well yeah we were we were asked a question at the conference that convicted me like go through your phone contacts how many of those people are in your Christian bubble? For me, it's ninety percent. Mm-hmm. So, the church, the, the church in America has not has not taken that 
and run with it. I mean, discipleship, we hang out with Christian people. We go to church with Christian people. Yeah, and here's pretty much a, faith, a faith-based faith podcast, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean yeah. we know who we're talking right. to. Yeah. Everybody watching knows the church right. you guys go to. Right. They also know that I am an elder <laughs> and an actor at that same <laughs> hey, church, friends. right? I mean, hey. We got that. But but, but, here's, but here's, a, here's a great question. I don't mean to... to to piss you guys off, but, but here's <laughs> oh, whoa, that's here, a curse word. <laughs> here's a, here's an actual question: When you say the church isn't doing the, ch- the this, the church hasn't taught mm. us this. Mm. Uh, the the question is: Is aren't you the church? Yeah, right. And we don't. And to be fair, like we're not trying to bash like any specific church. This right. is we're talking like big church yeah, Christians. Yes. You know, like why aren't we? Inviting people into our homes to talk, to have lunch after church, to but, but, whatever. But here's my question: Is are you? Yeah, yeah. Are, are you are you guys prepared to do the things that you say the church isn't doing? Because in truth, you are the church. Yeah. Right? We, yes, that, and we that's are. why we've been we've been feeling very convicted these past couple of days. We're like, oh crap, you know. All right, so listen, we've we've got to take a real quick break here. We're going to stop, uh, guys. This is part one only of a seat at the table. With two dumb blondes. <laughs> Who are kind of smart, you're finding out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got some things to say about this or that. Uh, you, uh, you are watching or listening to a 316 podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, so you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts. 